I'm Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and Gif. This is season two, episode 10. In this episode, we talk about art, seeing yourself in it, and making it. A couple of Google Earth resources. Design thinking tools. Google experiments. And how to change link colors in a slide deck. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you hear about the quarry that went out of business? No, I did not. Yeah, they hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm really good. Yeah, you had a great weekend. I had a really good weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh, like you're so giddy. It was a lot I of fun. That. It was a lot of fun. I was out in Lethbridge, Alberta yep. for the Southern Alberta Summit mm -hmm. uh, with Charity Hellman and Jeff Heil. Love them both. Uh, good and, friends of the show. And it was such a nice summit. I got to know a lot of the attendees, a lot of the participants mm -hmm. by name. We were solving problems all weekend long, like oh. pedagogical questions, like here's a good solution, I love here's that. a good solution. And yeah, I was just, I'm energized. It was really good. I say that in my, you, I do. You say, I say it. that. You say in your keynote. I get re-energized and that's I did, good. which is good because I need some energy for this weekend <laughs> coming yeah. up. That's right. We both do. So by the time this airs, we'll both be back. Yes. But I will be. Wasn't uh, it a great weekend? It was a great weekend. <laughs> oh, I wish I could tell you everything about it. It was so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, I will be at the Ontario EdTech Team Summit on the team there and giving an Ignite talk. And I will be at the Indiana EdTech Team Summit doing a keynote. Woo! Yeah. That's fun. What okay. sessions are you presenting? I am presenting my new Flipgrid Amp It Up session that you may, <laughs> that was a high five, that you may know. <laughs> that's that's about. me slapping Kim. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I know a little bit about that. So Kim was tasked for this summit, wasn't it? Like, can you uh, no, it was for it was for the Crafty Summit, oh, the right. Southern Summit. Can you do something more with Flipgrid? And so she called me knowing that my love for Flipgrid and I'm an ambassador and I, I know the product and I use it a lot. And I was like, Jen, can we co-plan a session on Flipgrid? And by co-plan, I mean, no, you didn't say that. She said, <laughs> can, can we plan it yourself? Can we chat? I said, I'll create it because I've got most of the basics of it done. And then you um, baited it on our team, yes. on some members of our team. So I've never delivered it, yes. but Kim has done it twice. And, and it was an awesome workshop. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I can't wait to do it. I'm not doing it. Though. Oh, so anyway, not. you're doing Amp It Up with Flipgrid. Yeah, and I'm doing uh, my new Adventures in Storytelling. Oh, cool. I'm doing a storytelling one too. Yeah, and that one was a lot of fun. I've done that one a few times since then. Um, Is that your Google Maps one? It involves lots of things. Oh. It's, it's Google Sites with Google Maps and video and audio and choose your adventure oh, fun. and Flipgrid even. So it's, it's, it's a really fun session. Very cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. Okay, what else? Just two? Oh no, I, I then, don't know. I have to. I have, I've been a little wrapped up. I have to. I have to work on my keynote this week because of the theme. That's right, the superhero theme. Superhero theme. I'm doing stop motion animation with slides. So yes. you stole one of mine, and I stole one of yours. Yes, that's actually uh, really funny because the first slide in my slide deck is 
by Kim Polishuk, but really, let's be honest, by Jen Giffen. <laughs> and mine is my face and like all your stuff. And then I go, okay, let's let's be honest. And I flip to the second slide, which is the rest of the actual thing. And it's you <laughs> and, and Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I took this from them. It's a great session. Well, like why invent the, reinvent the oh, wheel, yeah. right? So I'm doing that one. I'm doing my Tell Me a Story, which is all about yes. using the Docs add-on of um, Story Speakers. Yeah. So it's Google Home. Do you want to um, try something? Yeah. Okay, Google. Did anybody's Google just say anything? <laughs> mine, mine 100% turned on somewhere. <laughs> I all know of we, them. We had, we had feedback last time that when you did that in your podcast, That's my Google started speaking to amazing. me. So I have that one. And then I have two new ones. I have one called um, Wicked Workflows. Tips yeah, and tools for the lazy. That. You yeah. and I have, have talked about that. Or I think I might show up in my pajamas and just be like, look at how lazy I am. And then another one that Micah Shippey does a blog post on about creating apps yes. with Google Slides. And they're very like simplified apps, but I'm really proud of that one. And you baited it for me. Thank you that I've actually, the learning happens on a phone in an app that I've created with Google Slides. Yeah. So I, it's very meta. That's very cool. Very inception. So I hope it works out. But anyway, I'm sure it'll be fun and we'll be exhausted. So I'm glad that we're recording this week instead of next week. Yeah. Although the energy would be good too. Maybe we'll have a pop-up. Who knows? Maybe we will. <gasps> Wouldn't that be funny? Overflows. Okay. You want to get the actual show started? Okay. I want to give a shout out um, to Jenny Bornman. Jenny Bornman is at 5BBIS on Twitter and she sent an email. I don't think it was to you. I think it was just to me saying, you know, can you tell me what podcast you listen to? Because I'm a big fan of Shooks and GIF and I'd really like to listen to more. And so I sent her, you know, my big list of all the ones. And one thing she said is she's often like driving or somewhere that she can't write them down and we go over them so quickly and she goes into the show notes, which I was like, someone does read the show notes. And she looks for them and she can't find them. So she asked if we would be able to include those in the show notes. So our show notes have now pivoted I noticed that. Yeah. So it's, we have our regular in this episode we talk about, but now there's also going to be a people and show shout out. So for people in the shows that we talk about, I will put in like links to the actual show or links to Twitter or websites so that we can grow our PLNs because that's what this is all about. Cool. So thanks Jenny for that. I appreciate that feedback and that request. Thank you. Totally doable. Okay. Share. Go. Okay. I would like to share with you something that we are familiar with. So the Google Arts and Culture app. Yes. It's it's almost like calling it an app isn't really describing its power. There is so much in Google Arts and Culture, whether you're on the web or you're on your mobile. Yes. So what I'm going to show you now is is one little part of it that I discovered last night. You may have already seen this, but I was really quite interested in it. So not I'm not talking about on the on the web. Mm-hmm. I pulled out my oh, phone. Oh, you pulled out your phone. Pulled out she does phone. have it open on her browser as well. So when you open the Google Arts and Culture app, mm-hmm. I want you to scroll down. Okay. Keep scrolling until you see something that says Art Selfie. Yes. Okay. I've seen this one. This one's cool. This is the first of two things that I'm going to show okay. you. So when you click Get Started, you're yeah. going to have to okay that it uses your camera. And I'm going to take a selfie. Yeah. i got to do it where the light is better. <laughs> Because it's going in your modeling portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then what it does is it takes the features in my face yeah. and it tries to find in the history of all art that has been curated yeah. through the Google Arts and Culture app, the portraits that most... That's res- a man. <laughs> I know. The portraits that most resemble you. And it's that one's not bad. Well, that one's really good. Who is that? That's, that is Mrs. Mrs. Isabel and... Family. Fanny. Huh, that's my grandmother's name. By, oh, Fanny. funny. By Frederick Strange. Or Strange. That one isn't bad at all. That's not. It's pretty good. I could cut my hair and look can, like that. Can so, I? Yeah, can you I go ahead. Retake. Okay. Retake. So it's a fun app just to 
engage yourself with the art. A lot of times kids will not find some relevant <laughs> relevance in the art, but having them actually see themselves literally That's represented funny. in the art Curly is hair. pretty funny. So I, I did, when I did this before, I, I got one that was actually really close. I didn't have my glasses on that day. It is a lot of fun and it's a neat way to discover art yes. and have students engage. It would be a good minds-on activity for, for an art-related lesson or class. So the next one I want to show you, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you could access it even easier by scrolling down. So I'm going to go through this the way that I found it, and okay. then I'll show you an easier way to access it. Give me an artist that you enjoy. Oh, um, I really like Monet. So I'm going to search for Monet, and I'm going to pick a painting. Let's see. Probably the most famous of Monet's paintings, Water Lilies. Water Lilies, yeah. So when I'm on this, mm -hmm. do you see this little box right here? Yes, there's a little cube. There's a cube. It looks with like four, it's yeah, it looks like uh, the, right angles around each of the yeah, like almost corners. like it's focusing in on the cube. Have you seen this before? No, I've not. Okay, back up. Back up. Where we need space. Back up. Oh my gosh, are we gonna AR this? Oh, get that. So, language. I said get that. I just stopped to get that. <laughs> okay, get the heck out of town. Still, hopefully, you can still hear us on our super fancy high tech microphone, which we still stepped, use. We've stepped back. We're not so, jealous of you at all, Mike and Tom. So I'm gonna press this button. And what it says is, put your camera, circle it around. So once you circle it, it dizzy, yeah. then you see all the dots on the face. I see the dots. With the AR. So now it says, tap the artwork or drag it to any spot in the highlighted area. So I'm just going to... What's this one called? Projector art, I think. Okay, so here it is. I've tapped it. Okay. Back up with me. Don't let me trip on the chair. I don't want you to die. I'm still here if you can't hear me. We're in the still podcast. here. I am now oh, looking no. at the I'm looking at the painting. Water lilies. And I can zoom in a bit, not as much as I normally could. But then if you press this button right here. Okay, the image icon underneath. Now me. it's like I'm at a museum. Oh you are. It's on the wall. <gasps> so we do a little gallery and walk. It is, it's a gallery walk. Awesome. So if people wanted to share their favorite pictures or anything, I have students do that. They could take a picture with it. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. So the way I found it is I was just looking through Google Arts and Culture because I knew I wanted to start to share some stuff about this incredible tool. Yeah. And that's when I saw them. I'm like, oh, what does that little cube do? But then when I went out right to the beginning of the app, when you scroll down to take the, the selfie, right. it's right there. It's called Art Projector. Art Projector. And if you click Get Started and I circle. It just puts them all up. Yeah. So I can now scroll through all the many options because some paintings won't have it some oh. sculptures won't have it but oh this... yeah like in sculptures could i walk around it like 3d no because it it's uh, it is a 2d oh. it's it is 3d but i'd actually haven't tried it with a sculpture walking around it's not that kind of ar i think okay. it's just from one angle yet yet that is really cool very cool. Good share. So nice arts. AR capability There's right just, from the Arts and Culture app. For me, Arts and Culture is the kind of app, too, that you can just dive into if you have some spare time and you're just wanting to explore what's there. And there's so many layers mm. of what we can do with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. The inquiry so piece. It's, it's really good for sparking inquiry. Really good. Really good. All good right. Share. You got one? Yep. I'm going to give a shout out to our friend Darren Multay. Oh, I love this. Yep. So you saw it last night on Twitter. Yeah. Darren has been producing these phenomenal pieces of art. He uses Google Drawings to do things like mosaics. So he has one picture of a fox and what it is, it looks like a fox, but it's all just shapes. Just 2D geometric 2D shapes. 2D geometric shapes. And he's used different colors to create it. And then he went and he did a 3D one. So he has one on the map of Canada and he's used colors to make it look like it actually has that 3D that like depth pop to out. it. Yeah, there's so much depth. So I wrote him and I said, can you please, because he had, he put one on Instagram, can you please 
do a time lapse video of how you create these. That was what I was gonna I was gonna ask. I was gonna tweet, please tell me you have some kind of time lapse, but I didn't want to tweet it in case you didn't, and then I didn't want you to feel bad like, oh I should have done I that. I do not, but he did. So what he has on so he's at Mr. Malte, M-A-L-T-A-I-S. He has gone through on his revision history, on his version history, sorry, and clicked back to show from when he has just the leaf and how he's added all the parts. So it doesn't give a full time lapse, like you don't see him drawing it. That's okay. But it gives you an I'm idea. I'm watching it now. This is really cool. So I started one last night. I was like, okay, I want to try to do one. I'm like, let me try a tree. And I started by putting different shapes in and I kept using triangles, but they wouldn't overlap properly and there were gaps and it didn't look as good. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do what we say we should be doing is I'm going to reach out to the PLN. So I, I pinged Darren on uh, Twitter. I wrote him and I said, this mosaic thing is hard capital letters and he said yeah share so I shared the google drawing that I was making he copied it and I was able to sit there and he's he's just outside Edmonton and I'm just outside Toronto and my son Tanner was sitting with us and he was like where is this guy what's he doing so I had to explain to him it would take us till Tuesday to drive to see him and he was just like what and he's teaching you he was like his little grade one mind was blown and we sat there and I asked him questions and what he revealed to me is he's not actually using shapes the, the triangles he uses the polyline. Oh, so he's making his own. Yes. So let me pull up the tree to show you. But what you'll see when you zoom in really, really close, there's some areas that don't overlap. Yep. But if I wanted to create more than that, I would click the polyline option on my toolbar. And then I would draw a shape. And from there, you would go in and fix the, uh, the fill color and fix the outline. And the way that he does this is he actually draws all the shapes first ah. and then adds the colors so that he can get like in his uh, Canada example, the depth, hit, yeah, the depth, the dark red with the light red, et cetera, et cetera. So I played and I realized for me, it didn't take me as long once I got the hang of it as I thought it would, but it was a really therapeutic activity. It was almost like adult coloring and zoomed in. You can see that it's not perfect. Yeah. But you can't tell that from, but when you zoom out, it makes just this really nice little picture. So it's a neat thing to do on any kind of, of drawing. I've seen people do them with their faces. Oh yeah. So you can draw this a face. This would be a really great summative assessment for a grade. Like I'm thinking right now, my kids are doing geometry right now. They're making a geo city. This would be a really neat cross-curricular activity with art. So Darren actually says in it that when, and I forget what grade he teaches, but he is actually going to teach this when they get to learning about triangles mm -hmm. and he's going to show them. So sort of how they fit together and what works and what doesn't and the three sides and then shapes not touching. And I think it's just a really cross-curricular way to look at art and the math of the triangle. I really like that. And it was a lot of fun to do. So thank you, Darren. And the funny thing is when I reached out to him, the first thing he said, he was, my son and I are listening to Shooks and Gif right now. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, a fun activity. Definitely check him out. I will have his Twitter handle on the in the show notes. Uh, you can see what he's done. And then I'm sure if you reach out to him, he would be glad to, to help you out and get started on it like he did me. And once I got the hang of the polyline, I was off to the races. It was really... It was a cool activity that I think has a lot of scope. Okay, my second share has a few parts to it. Okay. I think this has been pretty, pretty well. Have you, did you hear about this? I, I haven't, I had not explored it, but I saw the excitement over Twitter at the end of our March break. Yes. Yes. So where, where in the, the world, world is Carmen Sandiego? Diego. Anybody who is younger than 20? 
might have no idea what we just said. I'd, I'd say even older, maybe 25, Five. maybe 30 yeah. even. When we were kids, there was this game yes. called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I think there was a TV show at one point. And there, a reboot. There's a reboot. Did you know this? On yeah. Netflix right now. My kids oh. are so addicted to it. You need oh, to yeah? get... You need to get Jonathan oh, Sam watching it. Wonderful. It's really good. And the, the little boy that she talks to in the theater, he's Canadian. He's in Niagara oh, Falls. That's cool. So right now you can catch Carmen Sandiego in Google Earth. Don't know how long it'll be there, but if you. But what I love about it is it, it, it looks like it's from 1985 nice. when you click on it. But that's not actually what I wanted to show you. So in Google Earth, once it launches, mm -hmm. you will see what we all know is the Voyager icon. This is sort of like the... The steering wheel when you when you're on a ship, like a pirate ship has those gigantic steering wheels. Oh, right. not a pirate ship. I guess any real ship would have those kinds of steering yeah. wheels. Well, I just wanted to share for our Canadian listeners out there, what used to be up at the top mm -hmm. is no longer at the top. So hello Google, if you're listening, we would very much like a search capability in Google Voyager because mm. you can't search them. You oh, just have to scroll mm -hmm. and find them. Right. So for Canadian listeners out there, and, and really not just Canadian listeners, but I know that this will really resonate with Canadian listeners. If you search for Canada's residential schools in Google Earth, mm -hmm. you will be taken to a Google Voyager specifically about the residential school right. system in Canada. Yeah. So those of you who did listen to our midterms yes. when Kim Randall and uh, Kelly were on, we talked about uh, different Voyagers. They did not bring this one yeah. up. So yeah, this is very important to us in our time of truth and reconciliation. I just wanted to bring it up because it used to sit at the top and it was really easy to find. I can't remember if it was in the education page, which page it was on, but mm -hmm. I, I was scrolling this weekend looking for it when I was in Jeff's incredible geo session and I couldn't find it. So I Googled it and it came up and I just shared that with the room that I was in, which okay. they were very grateful for. But if you're interested, you do have to Search for it on Google, Canada's Residential Schools in Google Earth, and it will come up. And it has so much valuable information inside four different chapters, background and history, inside a residential school, effects of the system, and moving forward. So in support of Truth and Reconciliation, I think it's a valuable resource. And Google, if you're listening, if you could please put search capability into the Voyager side of Earth, we would very much appreciate it. Yeah, totally. Thanks. That's a, that's a, a, a very good and timely share that will be rich for a lot of our Canadian, especially our Ontario uh, listeners. Okay. I uh, am engaged in a whole bunch of work around design thinking mm -hmm. uh, with one of the projects that I'm working on at, with us at work. And we're doing this like district design thinking geared at grades six to eight, where they're, we're asking teachers to sign classes up and to solve a real life problem for their students, which the challenges, there's five. So we're saying arrival and dismissal is chaotic. How do we fix it? So parking lots, we know how those can be. Yes. How do we make the blank a place where staff and students want to be? So that might be your learning commons. That might be your front entry. Uh, indoor recess, how do you make it safe for students while also meeting their active needs? Because we had a lot of indoor recess this year, be it for the snow or the cold or the ice. Uh, does anyone or does, does our community understand who we are as a school? How can we solve that? And then pick your own whatever issue you see or challenge you see facing your schools. I'm, so I'm working on our team with Joanna Bull and Jeff Gonzalez, and we each take one of the days. So I was doing the, um, the ide uh, ideation day. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find resources. We're building a playbook for teachers. So it's okay, well, here's what we do on each day. And so that it's generic enough that no matter what problem they're going into, they'd have activities to support it. 
And in my findings, or in my searching, sorry, my finding was this. Have you seen this? No. It's design sprint kit, period, with google.com. So it's a with Google, right? So it's not a Google thing, but it's a partnership. A partnership. And it is a full design thinking model, including a ton of different activities you can run in each stage. So when wow. you're doing the understanding, here's the democracy, here's building an user interviews, here's your uh, user journey maps. So in prototyping, for example, they give you things like storyboarding and prototyping tools and create a Kanban board. I don't even know what that is. This is really, really It is good. so rich and user-friendly. There's and When you click on one of the things that they... Uh, that they suggest. It shows you the benefits. It gives you directions, really like point form, really simple to follow. And hey, if you like this one, explore these and it gives you for other models, which ones might lend themselves nicely. This so is if a you, great resource. Yeah, if you wanna do some design thinking in your classroom, but really don't know where to start or are overwhelmed by how much there is out there, I love this. I also have a wakelet uh, that I've built with just really like basic, if you don't know anything about Design, design thinking, and I'll include that in as uh, as well in the show notes. But this here, just the how to actually get in, not what is it. My wakelet's more like what is it? Videos, some graphics. This is how to do it, and it's like I said, design sprints with google.com. Very cool when we want to present our students with some real life challenges and how to solve them um, with teachers as truly the guide on the side. So if it's with, is design sprints the company? Like who? Who's? I don't know. Because it says Google everywhere. Yeah, it's Google everywhere. I, I, I'm curious to know if it is actually just a Google product or if, if they are who they're partnered with. I think it's an, my guess, total guess, is that it's probably someone's 20 time project. And that it's, oh. so it's not an actual Google thing ah. that it started that way. That's where I would go. Rich. That's a great resource. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do you have another one? I do. Okay. I don't know much about it though, but I, okay. I guess I do have one more. Okay. Have you heard of experiments with Google? I have. I, I came across experiments with Google when it's I It's a was, with Google. It's like one of these. It is a with Google. <laughs> it's a with Google. Hey, do you want to know what with Google is about? Kim is about to tell us. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Amazing. It's experiments with Google. Experiments.withgoogle.com. This is why I think it's it's a 20% time thing. Who knows? Google, if we're wrong. Oh my gosh, they responded to me. Tell that story. I'm surprised. It's very so, the lead. Sorry. This was just really, this was a very cool moment for me. I was at... The summit this weekend and I believe I was working with a teacher named Jessica who found a glitch in Google Classroom. What was the glitch? When she is assigning um, or just even attaching a photograph, a JPEG, in a Google Classroom assignment, the image used to come up, right? When you would think of an assignment, oh, yeah, you, would yeah. see the, you would see the little image icon. Yes. And it's now all, it just says link. Now it's just the picture of the Google yes. icon for JPEG, for photos. And so we, you know, we, we tried to recreate the issue. We tried it in a different account on a different yeah. device. So I tweeted at G Suite and to my delight, somebody replied to me pretty quickly actually. Yeah. And I like what they do. They, they reply and then they put their initials at the end yes. so that they're accountable for their, for their tweets. Yeah. So they replied with a couple of follow-up questions. And after I did my little dance within my session going, oh my God, they replied to me. Uh, I know I exist. I replied back. They replied again. And they even followed up today with a direct message on Twitter just That's to amazing. see if everything's worked out. Customer service. In case you're wondering, it hasn't worked out yet, but I do have to contact customer service to let them know about this glitch. And if anybody else is seeing this glitch in Google Classroom when you're trying to post a JPEG image and the actual, what's it called? The thumbnail. thumbnail. The thumbnail is no longer showing up once it's posted. Yeah, I, I have experienced that. Okay, so the, the last share is 
a half share because I don't really know much about it, but okay. it was a cool thing that I came across called Experiments with Google. And it's just things that they're trying. So it says here, since 2009, coders have created thousands of amazing experiments with Chrome, Android, AI, web, VR, AR, and more. And we're showcasing the projects here along with helpful tools and resources to inspire others to create new experiments. Here are collections of experiments to explore with new ones added every week. Have fun, period. And if you scroll down the page, it just has all sorts of different things you can dive into yeah. of... Like design thinking. <laughs> Maybe it's here too. I'm sure it is. So the reason I came across this is because I came across it in the arts and culture, mm. but there's AR experiments. Do the creatability. What's creatability. That? Exploring how creative tools can be made more accessible for everyone. Looking at accessibility. Oh, that's fun. What is creatability? It's a set of experiments made in collaboration with creators and allies in the accessibility community. They explore how creative tools, drawing, music, and more I've seen can the music be made ones. more accessible using web and AI technology. It's just a start. They're sharing open source code and tutorials for others to make their own projects. That's cool. Open so, source coding. So if you have kids who are really into coding yeah. or, or want to learn it with some with an authentic lens to it. Wow. But even just the the thinking behind this, the concept of failing fast and prototyping, yeah. this is Google saying, hey, this is all beta. We're just trying. Yeah. We're having fun. We're experimenting, seeing what it leads to. But they're, but they're sharing it. Mm -hmm. Even the, the, the thought that goes behind this, a mindset to share with your students to say, e, look, Google does it. We can do it too. Yeah. And Wouldn't that be great if a, if a classroom had their own experiments with something and they just sort of shared their ideas and what they were going on, what was going on in their classroom, that would be giving amazing. things a try. That would be amazing. So check out Experiments with Google. Let us know if you if you play with anything. It's just, it's just and look, submit experiment. Oh. Submit experiment. So if you have a code and you need other people to jump into it, like Stack Overflow? Have you created an experiment that uses technology in new and interesting ways? I have. If so, we'd love to see it and possibly feature you and your experiment in our gallery. That's cool. They're looking for something that's experimental, visual and, visual approachable. and approachable, open source, and I love this, surprise us. Surprise. We want to see the amazing things you're cooking up. That would be a really interesting, authentic mm -hmm. task mm -hmm. for a secondary computer science program. Totally. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, I have one last one. Okay. I tweeted, or not tweeted, sorry, I blogged about this. So I was over, before March break, this is a while ago, I was working on a slide deck for before when I went to Q, and it's like the small powers of Google Sheets, yes. and it's I revamped my whole deck. And in creating all of the links, because I'm starting with like total new beginners, I don't like the color of the link in Google Slides. I don't like it, that tealy color. I just don't like it. I don't know why. I don't think it pops. I want the blue. I want it to be traditional. Yes. So I was going through on these slides and I'm highlighting and changing the color. I'm like, there has got to be a way to automate this. Like I've got to find it. So sure enough, I went searching on the website and or on the website, on the website, on, <laughs> on the one. interwebs, on the interwebs. I, I went to the Google and I found um, this guy manual at carrier.at who had created a script. Ah, and so I copied this script. I have and I have step by step on my blog, and I'll link it in. You you copy exactly what he has written in your slide deck. You go to tools. You go to script editor. You erase what's in there, and just paste his. And then there's one area of the script 
that says, and it's in, I think I even put the Is it line. about the hex color code? Yes. There's a, there's one line that talks about the hex color. So you'll see the, like, the number sign or the pound sign or the hashtag, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And you find your hex color, hex color code and Google, even if you just write hex color code, will bring It'll it up. It'll give all of them. So if you wanted to even match a color, let's say your whole deck was like this orange theme, you could link all of them that way. You just change that. You hit save and run. And I had 86 slides in this deck and it changed every single link color That's to the blue that I wanted. If you're like me and just want things a certain yeah. way or a certain color, don't like that blue. So you can see that was the before. It looks kind of gross. And then that's the after. Well with all done. Of so it wasn't me. It was Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. This person I will probably never meet. Um, but I want to give credit to you because the script was amazing and so quick. So really good for fun design. Cool. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That was a lot. High five. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. In this episode, nope, that's not how we start. Every time, it's new. Welcome. Welcome to episode 96. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> In this episode, we talk about art. Nope. We talk about? We talk about? Boots.